I learned a pretty valuable lesson this week, right? Like, uh-huh. Yeah, what's that? Um, I learned that there's a big difference between kombucha and probiotic culture beverage. Uh-huh, yep. Um, one there's... does not necessarily mean the other. Yep. And my body responds to the two very different. There we go. Okay. So uh, I am so sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, easy in, easy out, right? I, I love yeah, drinking well, it. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy in, easy out is one way to put that. Mm. So, yeah, if it's, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm reading more labels now, and yeah, kombucha. That is, my body enjoys kombucha, but not probiotic beverage drinks. Not every single living beverage makes my body rejoice, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just kombucha. Yeah. So maybe I just need to toughen up. Maybe I just need to get my stomach where it needs to be. Yeah, um, you just gotta you gotta eat a lot of rotten stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the key. <laughs> I need to let my bananas get like brown. Yeah. And, and then and then white again. Ooh, yes, yes. This is this is the true test of a warrior. So, I uh, I sp- speaking of fruit, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what. <laughs> um, I spent my evening. Uh, I've been eating a lot of oranges because citrus is still really good. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And I've been saving all my orange peels, so I I spent my evening drying out orange peels. Whoa! To use in use as like dried orange zest or use in tea and all that kind of stuff hmm are you gonna food process it so you have little chunks or are you gonna keep it whole so you can I'm gonna, like steep it i'm gonna do a little bit of a little bit of everything hmm. um oh shit oh <laughs> yes riley <laughs> uh, i was rubbing my nose and my I, I looked down and my thumbs like bright red. I was like, "Oh fuck, I got a really bad bloody nose." <laughs> Turns out I just had beets for dinner. Um, <laughs> have you Okay, have you watched the video? It's 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 always beets. <laughs> no, no. It's like a Fred Armisen skit and it's like the two people from Portlandia and they're like 911 responders. Oh, and... <laughs> yeah, I think somebody was talking about this. Yeah. I think I got to just do that right now. Where's your emergency? There's blood everywhere. That sounds very grisly, sir. Just gonna ask you a couple questions. Have you had any trouble urinating? No. Do you have any new sexual partners? No. I need to know what you had for dinner this evening. A salad. Could there have been beets in the salad, sir? There's spinach. Was there goat cheese? Oh yeah, actually, there were beets in there. Yes, beets often change the consistency and the color of your stool. Really? You're gonna be fine. I promise it's not blood, it's beets. Oh, damn, okay, thank you. You're very welcome. That's a good one. <clears throat> uh, Nine on one, is it beets? <laughs> How are those beets you had for dinner? That's <laughs> uh, too good. It's too uh, good. That's a good way to start everything right there. Yep, yep. <sighs> so you had beets for dinner, huh? What'd you make? I did. Uh, I had kind of an amalgamation of things because it was one of those get rid of everything in the fridge kind of nights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so i made israeli couscous with apricots and onions uh nice. as the base and then in the middle of that i put a bunch of roasted root veggies that i had like uh i had some gold beets and 
potatoes and zucchini and onions and carrots, that kind of stuff. Uh, roasted wow. those. And then on the outside rim of the bowl, I <laughs> uh-huh. fried uh, I fried bok choy over super high heat with um, some lemon and ginger and soy sauce. Uh, okay. And then that's the a, flavor component. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And shredded a bunch of goat cheese and uh, and red beets on top. Raw red beets. Wow. It was really good. The Israelis, but, the Israelis would be very proud of that dish. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Israeli couscous is the best. Mm. It's all big and round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yep. like that Moroccan like, stuff. No, know? no, that's that's tiny little. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuses for a coos. <laughs> yeah, that's just one coos. <laughs> that's just coos. One Israeli. Coos. Now that is couscous. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> I like how this is slowly, eventually becoming a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just slowly but surely becoming a food podcast. That's good um, stuff. Yeah, it'll be uh, into the. Oh, God, there's got to be something. That sounds like Echo that's food-related. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to help some... you. I'm going to wait. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Into hmm. the jello? I don't know. Um... Into the cello. <laughs> I had, uh, we had two friends from Seattle come visit yesterday. Because mm-hmm. um, they're just kind of on a road trip through the West. They had some days off, so they're camping and hanging out and doing all sorts of stuff. But Excellent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I immediately forgot where I was going with this. Um, how does he do it, ladies and gentlemen? How <laughs> does he do it? <laughs> week my, after week. No, this is seriously, this is concerning. My memory has gotten, my short-term memory has gotten so bad. Mm, is it beats? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it very well could be. <laughs> uh, good um, stuff. We were. I, I, hmm? Oh, now I remember. Now I remember. There we go. Um, okay, so speaking of naming stuff, coming mm-hmm. up with names for stuff, we both decided. So, um, so my girlfriend going to school for coding, um, oh, computer coding. Did, and did not know that. Okay. Basically, going to be my sugar mama, um, <laughs> and so I can just podcast full time and mm-hmm. keep just raking in that sick podcast money. Oh, we are just drowning. I'm having Dude, problems. Do you, you know that scene in the Humble Music video uh, from Kendrick <laughs> Lamar where he's just like shooting $100 bills out of that gun? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yes. me every day. That's me. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so she's going to be my sugar mama. And my friend, uh, Sean, his girlfriend, Emily, is a nurse and ah, she's going to be his sugar mama. Yep. So yep. what we're going to do is as soon as that's all up and running and and our our significant others are fully supporting us financially, um, we <laughs> mm-hmm. are going to team up and open a distillery. Yes. yes. And we were trying to come up with a name for the distillery, and that's that's where this story connects. You are welcome. Nice. <laughs> I forgot that we were talking about naming things. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. because we were talking about food related into the Echo. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Circle mm-hmm. of life. Circle of podcasting. Kuna Matata. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we are very much on the same wavelength this week. It yeah, seems. absolutely. Uh, in fact, alarmingly so. Mm-hmm. I'm still just a little 
You'll forgive me if I'm a little distracted this evening. I'm just kind of like in a Twilight Zone kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, we After... have this weird moment with uh, my second pick. I'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. But we had this weird brain mold meld thing going on. I feel like that happens more often than not. It really does. Even, even like during my daily life, I'm just like, I am doing the exact thing Clark would be doing right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's usually gonna... when I'm listening to jazz. <laughs> that's true i do like chet baker an awful lot <laughs> i finally have a new speaker coming so i can be listening to music a lot more my old oh, bluetooth nice. speaker i kind of blew out a speaker a bit so it's nah, really, uh... that'll happen with some of the stuff we listen to yeah so kind of messed up the speaker it doesn't sound that good anymore so yeah i finally have might... a replacement on the way i think you might appreciate this uh at work we have a bunch of different kinds of rice right in the bulk section mm-hmm. and um some Jasmine, are, Baz yeah. body, mm-hmm. long grain, mm-hmm. and some Sushi. are organic and some are conventional. So <laughs> uh-huh. conventional is the term for non-organic. Did it's not know indi- that. Yeah, okay. it's the industry term for for non-organic um, or not certified organic. But anyway, uh, we have both organic and conventional jasmine rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a guy that works there that anytime he fills the conventional white jasmine rice. On the bag, after you fill it, you have to write something on the bag so everyone else knows what it is mm-hmm. if you don't put the whole bag in the bin. So mm-hmm. on the bag to identify it, he writes conventional white jazz and talks about how bad conventional white jazz is. <laughs> so I just got another sack of that conventional white jazz here. Yep. Wow. Nothing that new. Chet Baker to a T. <laughs> he pretty much just took like the black jazz sound and and made it easier to listen to for white audiences. <laughs> so that's very fitting. That's it right there. Yep, that's conventional white <laughs> jazz for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Which we are not going to play any of. Of no, um, no. I guess you're editing have... this episode, so I have no control over it. No, you could just I like <laughs> be slowly fading in jazz as I'm talking and telling. Yeah, yeah. that's. That's the great control of editing the episodes is that you know when the other person is going on a rant or something <laughs> that you can just easily fade in like Benny Hill in the background. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we, we have that cane on the side of the stage that so we can just pull him off to any side. <laughs> yeah. It's a great power. Mm. It is. It is. Great power. That's also a great song, Power, by uh, Kanye. Yeah, never heard of it. Sounds good. <sighs> yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of an underground guy. Nice, like 200,000 views on YouTube, something like that. Maybe, maybe. Like on his most popular stuff, yeah. Gotcha. Whereas Kendrick, uh, I just realized he just broke 100 million on Humble. Damn. Yeah. See what I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah I, I don't know if I want to acknowledge what you did there, but I see it. I see it. I'm not nodding at it or anything. I'm just looking at it. So uh, the bees are back. Uh-huh. Which is excellent. I've, I've been out with the bees twice. And it's so nice to be back outside. It's so nice yeah. to be here in the buzz again. And like everybody's just in a better mood when mm-hmm. the bees are back and we're no longer just in the shop doing monotonous work. Yeah. So I'm happy. Uh, everyone was really grumpy this week coming back from California because they had been around each other for four weeks straight oh. working 160 hour weeks. So they just oh. never, the only time they got away from each other was to, to sleep so god that sounds miserable yeah so anytime i'm with any any one of the three people that i'm currently working with 
all I'm hearing about is just them complaining about the other people. <laughs> <laughs> Less uh, so with the boss man. He's a bit more, you know, he doesn't talk quite as much shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I've been playing therapist all week of like, I know, but it'll be better. We're not, we're not better, stuck yeah. with each other anymore. We're not sharing trailers anymore. It's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. So my week was good. Um, definitely. I'm always debating how much I want to say on here. I, I met with a therapist for the first time. Well, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, counselor, therapist, person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, huge. I, I've been a huge hypocrite about that over the years. Um, I've suggested other people get counseling. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've pretty much made the statement, everyone should try going to counseling, even if you don't feel like you have any sort of problem or anything, because they'll just help you put, you know, put things in order, understand your thought process a bit more. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a healthy thing to have a neutral third party that is trained to understand how minds work. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that, that can be useful for all sorts of things. So I, I took my own medicine this um, recently and I met with him on like Tuesday or something and it was good. It was weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> what to say and he'll ask me a question and i'll be like oh boy do you want the long version the short version like yeah (laughs) it's it's like so what do i do uh shit man (laughs) (laughs) it's like he'll ask like small talky type questions but i'm like but this isn't really small talk because this is yeah big talk wants to get to know you yeah but it's just weird to have someone trying to get to know me with air quotes but like they're getting paid to do so. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not like at a bar or a party or whatever, where it's like, yeah, you get to know people. And if you click with them, you keep talking or whatever. But for the most part, you're all just kind of mending and blending, like blending. But no, this guy, like he is there to get to know you. That's it. Like it, it, it's just, it's weird. It's yeah, weird. It, you're not there for him at all. Yeah. I don't really reciprocate the questions like, Oh, what, what do you do? It's like, <laughs> I could, but that's kind of like we have an hour and he yeah. he wants to get to the bottom of things and it's just like I could ask you about yourself, but that's not really why we're here, I guess. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And I'm sure it'll happen more as we once all the small talk is out of the way, I'm sure that I'll get to, you know, it'll be a bit more reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a strange experience. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would be completely at a loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. to trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was different. So it, it was weird because I just couldn't sleep that night at all before I met with him. And it mm-hmm. kinda of threw off my sleep pattern for the whole week and it got my mind going. So it's been kind of a weird week in that respect. But at the same time, like I'm taking positive steps to improve my mental hygiene. So yeah. I think like this week, especially with the bees coming back and stuff, it's it's been like a victory. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a good week, but it wasn't necessarily an easy week. Uh, yeah, it was just good. Yeah. Good. Anyway, how are, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, I, we'll get to the music I, eventually, I promise. But I do not have anything nearly that interesting to talk about. Um, That's okay. <laughs> I was at work all the time because I was filling in for somebody. Um, so. I didn't really. Oh, I tried. Oh God, I don't know if I want to get into this, but mm. I tried without any planning. I tried to make pizza for dinner the other night from scratch. 
Did he have a sourdough or did he use yeast? No, I used yeast. Okay. Did he get the right kind of yeast? It's just a crime all around. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like. I don't know if I want to admit all of my mistakes <laughs> because I'm supposed to be somewhat of a like culinary person, you know. Mm-hmm. But if anybody <laughs> heard anything that I didn't do in preparation for making pizza, oh no, they would, oh. they would just die. So, was it edible say, at the end of the day? About half of it, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and it turned into more of like a, like, have you ever, uh, turned into like a, a layered bread lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You accidentally, like, <laughs> you accidentally Chicago styled it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Except without the cheese or the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty embarrassing, buddy. Pretty also embarrassing also do not <laughs> under any circumstances do not put potatoes on pizza <laughs> you didn't wonder why nobody had ever done that like you weren't in the back of your mind like i've never seen that before like i wonder why well so here's the thing <laughs> so the crust which I shouldn't uh, have given a shit about because it was completely glued to the baking stone. Oh no! Did because you not I used the. Uh, I didn't oh. preheat the baking stone or yeah. use cornmeal. Oh, dude! <laughs> I was tired. I was hungry. It was an impromptu idea. Like while I was prepping the veggies and stuff, pizza came up. We didn't have any sauce, so I put olive oil down, and then a bunch of veggies that I had bought for another purpose closer to what i had tonight but we wanted to use some of them so we put potatoes on the pizza and first and foremost your crust is done about 45 minutes before the potatoes are done yes yeah so i had to peel off all the potatoes when they came out of the oven because they were all completely raw and potatoes do this thing where they release just a shitload of moisture yeah yeah yep, yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, all the cheese that I had melted on top. So the cheese, it was top layer was cheese. Second layer was potatoes. So in throwing away all the potatoes, <laughs> you lost a lot of your lost cheese. Lost most of the cheese. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, buddy. That's just. It, it was the worst. So I went to bed at nine o'clock that night. Wow. Defeated. That's... That is thoroughly, so sad. Thoroughly defeated. Man, but don't worry, yeah. guys. Listen to my new food podcast. Yeah, he's an expert. <laughs> when it comes out, <laughs> comes out soon. Well, yeah, soon really. with a with a <laughs> trademark next to it. <laughs> yeah, I think the only way you can pull off potatoes on a pizza is if you're doing like a like sweet a, potatoes, sweet potatoes, or if you're doing like a brunch style, you use uh, hash browns that have already been cooked in oil. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you just pretty much like reheat them with the. With the eggs and the sausage and stuff. Yeah. But that's pretty much like cook everything separately, assemble it on a pizza crust type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the low point of my week. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. The uh, high point was probably happened probably like an hour and a half ago when I was listening to DNA by Kendrick Lamar and oh. I reached the midpoint of the song 
where everything changes. This is why I say that hip hop has done more damage to young African Americans than racism in recent years. I live about my fucking life. This is my heritage, all I'm inheriting. Money and power, the mecca, emeritus. Tell me something, you motherfuckers can't tell me nothing I'd rather die than to listen to you My DNA not for imitation Your DNA an abomination This how I this when you in the matrix Dodging bullets, reaping what you're sowing Stacking up the footage, living on the go And sleeping in the villa, sipping from a Grammy Walking in the building, diamond in the ceiling Marble on the floors, peaches out the window Peeking out the window, baby in the pool Godfather goes, only Lord knows I've been going hammer, dodging paparazzi Freaking through the cameras, eating four daughters Brock wearing sandals, yoga on the Monday Stretching to Nevada, watching all the snakes Curving all the fakes, phone never own. I don't conversate, I don't compromise. I just penetrate sex, money, murder. These are the breaks, these are the times. Level number nine, look up in the sky. Tennis on the way, tennis on the way, tennis on the way. Motherfucker, I got winners on the way. You ain't shit without a buddy on your belt. You ain't shit without a ticket on your plate. You ain't sick enough to pull it on yourself. You ain't rich enough to hit the light escape. Tell me when destruction gonna be my fate. Gonna be a fate, gonna be a fate. Peace to the world, let it rotate. Sex, money, murder, DNA. I will say this song, um, I listened to Humble when it dropped, and I'm like, eh, eh, I've heard better from Kendrick, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I listened to DNA, and no lie, I like, listened to DNA, and like within 10 minutes, I had just bought the album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I know, okay. that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> I made up my mind to, I have tomorrow off, I'm going to Ear Candy, which is the record store here, and mm. buying, buying damn, for sure. Ear Candy, uh, they were on an episode of a podcast that I listened to called Open for Business, which is... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's a branded podcast with Kimlet Media, who makes a lot of good podcasts, uh, and eBay. They, like, team up to make a podcast about businesses, and they hmm. talk about Ear Candy and the people who started it. And Really? Yeah. And they're talking about, like, finding your niche and how, like, just because you're in a small town doesn't mean that you can't... Um, yeah do things because they do apparently like 70% of their sales are done on eBay. Oh yeah. Like their business front is not their cash cow. No. I mean, it's, it's a very small store. Yeah. Um, so most it's cool it's, to go into, but yeah, they mostly sell a lot of records on eBay. Huh? Yeah. That's pretty I cool. Yeah. I'm just like, Holy shit. A podcast that I love and listen to. And they're talking about Missoula, Montana ear candy, which is a Weird. great shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, I mean, I always wish that it was bigger because I got <laughs> yeah. spoiled by the record store that I went to in Boise that I'm sure I've talked about a million yeah. times. But It sounds divine, though. Yeah, it was great. Um, also, second best part of that music video is right at the end with Schoolboy Q just thugging hard and just <laughs> decks the camera. <laughs> oh, Schoolboy Q. It's so great. <sighs> anyway, uh I am I have very I'm very happy to see Kendrick Lamar getting the success that he's had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think he deserves it. Cuz he's he's a very clever, very intelligent yeah, artist in hip hop and that's I mean that's what we need topping the charts. Yeah. His, and I mean intelligence. <laughs> And for a while, I used to hear some of his best verses just when he was on a track with another rapper. So you have like Control with, what is that, J. Cole? Yeah, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Is that Control? No. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then he's on, well, I guess Watch Out for Detox is just him. But it's it's nice to hear like a 
consistent album of him just dropping really good intelligent raps. Yeah. He did it with Good Kid, Mad City. I, okay, I guess there was never a time where he wasn't intelligent. Yeah, he's never rap. he's never been down. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's just good to hear that he just is keeping it up. You know? Yeah, he's like he lays it on pretty hard with. Uh, I mean, I think I hope that. I hope that the feeling that you get from DNA is kind of what persists through all of his, all of yeah. his subsequent releases from here on, until yeah. and I mean until he finds a different voice, which he he might very well. He's cause... privy to. I mean, to pimp a butterfly was a huge change of pace. Yeah. Oh yeah. So... That that stands all on its own for sure. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Well, I'm feeling a uh, very instrumental this week. I stumbled yeah. across well. It's not that I stumbled across. It's just I always, always get this uh, recommended channel on YouTube where it's like the lo-fi trip hop, like electronic station. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this little girl studying is like it's just this gif looped of like this animated girl studying. And it just plays pretty much constant trip hop songs. Uh, hmm. So I was vibing on that for like a few days. And then I found the uh, Ghost in the Shell soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, it's not the Ghost in the Soundtrack score, which I think was done by... Hans Zimmer or something like that. But um, it is a collection of songs inspired by Ghost in the Shell. Whatever I, that means. Yeah, which we still have uh, are not able to understand how a soundtrack is inspired by a movie. But yeah. not the official soundtrack. I mean, it's possible. Like, I guess for Catching Fire and the whole Hunger Games thing, I think they commissioned artists to make songs for the movie that were never True. in the movie. Yeah. So I think it might be something like that. I'm not sure if these are exclusives or not. But uh, the whole soundtrack is really good. Uh, we'll see if we can get the link in the show notes. Thing is, it, with copyright and stuff, that's going to be dipping up and down constantly. Yeah. People, yeah. I mean, once you post a full album, people are pretty willing to take that down for copyright. Y- yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll try and link to it. No promises that it'll actually be there or it'll work. Um, but we can link more to the song that I'm focusing on from that soundtrack uh it's mm-hmm. called so it's by somebody i've never heard of until now but his name is johnny jewel and the track is the key So I've been listening to the soundtrack for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of, I mean, I like truth be told, I only found it like half an hour before the show, but I still like it clicked with me because like I said, I've been listening to like the down tempo stuff and this kind of fits. I wouldn't consider the song down tempo at all, but it fits in mm-hmm. the general realm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the funny thing is <laughs> <laughs> I picked this song and then I told you I was listening to this album and then you sent me your pick and <laughs> <laughs> I like looked at it for a second. I'm like, did you just pick a song from the same soundtrack that I just sent you? Like, and you're just trying to like pass it. I'm like, and I what denied are you doing it. I was here? like, 
It's like, well, no. yeah, and you're like, no, 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 this is just a song that I picked. It was, I'm feeling it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, look at the playlist for the Ghost in the Shell soundtrack. Sure, sure as day, you picked the song like directly before. Not, not like, even the one just that... from the same soundtrack, but the song that comes, that precedes the song that you picked. That like leads into it just perfectly and like meshes with it really well in terms of like the vibe and like the overall <sighs> thing. And it was just this weird moment because you're like, I had no idea. <laughs> and I thought you were just trying to like pull one over on me. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Picking a song from the same. Nope. 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 <laughs> like... I just, I honestly had not a fucking clue that <laughs> the uh... song that I picked was related to yours, which by the way is, um, is a new track from Gary Newman, which is super exciting, uh, called Bed of Thorns. Is this a departure from his normal sound, or is this pretty par for the it's, course? It's fairly par for the course. I mean, he's been around since the 70s, so um, it's obviously it's changed over time. What, I need to get on um, that wagon. What his sound is. Yeah, it's so he's a huge, huge, huge Trent Reznor influence. Um, oh, okay. So he's very, I mean, he's he's been on kind of the cutting edge of gritty industrial electronic uh but more of like a i don't know it's it's really hard to, it's really it's not rock and roll yeah um, no it's really good, it's though. really hard to say what where gary newman fits but he has i mean of course the song cars um oh i do know that song okay yeah, yeah. and metal metal's pretty popular as well um Man, this so track those, is just superb, though. Yeah, right. I, I, like the 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 editing on it is just phenomenal. Um, like all the little glitchy beats and that kind of stuff are just, and the kind of the overall feel of it. It's so it's very Gary Newman. Um, mm. But I'm I'm super excited to hear that he's. I mean, if his new album, which is due out this year, um, sounds like like it should like this then i'm mm-hmm. i'm super excited for it um oh, but this is just man good choice and and you're right it, it like it blends perfectly with with your pick mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because because gary newman's leads into johnny jewels right yeah it does yeah 
And like you wouldn't even really notice it had changed songs. Like you would just yeah. think that it's a that the song was two minutes longer than it actually was. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is great though. The vocals and stuff. Mm. I could see that why Trent. Oh yeah. I, I can hear Trent in this, mm-hmm. even though yeah. Um. In fact, the uh, Gary Newman back back in the day, Gary Newman frequently mm-hmm. came on stage with them. Um. On one of Nine Inch Nails' uh, kind of B-side releases, they covered one of Gary Newman's songs called Metal. Um, mm-hmm. And I do have a recording of they played the Gary Newman sang and they and the and Nine Inch Nails played the instrumentation for Cars. They played it live at a Nine Inch Nails show, nice. which is it's it sounds really good. Um, I'll I'll include That's... that on here. super like just a nice take on that song because it's kind of i mean that song is super 80s pop kind of you know yeah yeah Um, surprisingly so it's that's a bit of a departure from gary newman who's a little usually a little darker um but yeah he's he's very inspiring such a cool guy uh so glad to be hearing from him again but i just yeah (laughs) could not believe that (laughs) Same. You were you were like, wait, this is no, this is from the Ghost in the Shell, or the the thing that I sent you about Ghost in the Shell, and I was like, no, 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 yeah. Gary Newman's got a new <laughs> album coming out, and this is one of the first singles. One of the singles, yeah. Turns out both are true. Yep. Um, that is so funny. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with being right on that because you're yep. also right, and yeah, <laughs> it's great. Ah, uh, this Gary Newman song. It. I don't know why. Like, it's been a beautiful you know relatively sunny week uh good weekend i'm in a good mood but for some reason this darker music is like i'm really vibing to it yeah i just don't no, know why i i mean you're preaching in the choir man i <laughs> that's work, true work yeah. nine snails to my day like six days a week so yeah you're not an unhappy angsty guy no uh, but you listen to music that's definitely not like sunny day music no but i think that keeps me from from being not sunny i think that's uh, i get my <laughs> i get my dark side therapy listening to music and then that way i never have to get it on the outside <laughs> that's true yeah ah <laughs> oh, it's beautiful um and it's funny you're you were talking about that 
that down tempo playlist that you have been listening to mm-hmm. because like i feel like i listen to a, a yeah a very very similar thing on pandora when i don't know what else to put on oh yeah um, and your next pick frequently comes up on on that list um <laughs> It's like, a very popular. Like one in every twenty-five songs is this one, or a or a, a different take on this one. Yeah, um, but I, I love think it. It's, every... it's a great, great track. Yeah, and I think everyone who's familiar with the genre is gonna roll their eyes at my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it is by a, Travis. A... I'm looking at you. Yeah, Travis, you've probably heard this a hundred times. You're sick. <laughs> or anyone who's listened to Kid Cudi will actually recognize this song as yeah. well, because yeah. he um. He he likes to pull a lot of his beats from from these types of artists, but the band is named uh, No Such Thing, that's N O S A J thing, and the song is called Aquarium. for the Kid Cudi version of this song I think the song is called Man on the Moon and it Mm -hmm. is so beautiful so yeah this is a very safe pick not very esoteric or hipster or anything but I just love this song no there's everything to love about this you know I was Mm -hmm. the other day on um, on our Twitter I was talking about um, listening to you know, when it's raining in the springtime, there's a very specific type of music that fits in well with that. <laughs> yeah. And the band, totally. that, the group that I mentioned was Tycho. Um, oh, I because love I've, Tycho. I've found myself listening to a lot of Tycho lately. Um, and this, I mean, I think this fits that same bill of, you know, kind of, mm, I don't want to say, what am I trying to say? Oh. <sighs> It, it it puts you in a very uh, reflective headspace, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's just enough of, like, not quite math rock, but it is... It's one of those things where you feel like the artist is doing something compelling with time signatures and stuff, but mm-hmm. you have no idea what. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. another level of thought that goes into this that's, that's a bit above my comprehension. Yeah. So I just can't appreciate it. This song could be rec- could be represented with numbers, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not math rock, but whatever the lo-fi version of that would be. Yeah. Um, 
it's very compelling. Their whole album, the album that that's off of is it's a very short album. I believe it's five songs. It's called uh, Views slash Octopus, and uh-huh. it doesn't really make sense until you see their album art, and they're kind of going for more of a, a Trent Reznor style <laughs> octopus. But um, <sighs> it's a very very good what six. No, it's five songs. Five song album. Mm. Very much worth the five bucks if you have it laying around. So Yeah. Which you do. You know you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's not worth five bucks though? Probiotic culture drink. <laughs> That's not kombucha. Uh which what... I mean I'll get I'll get kefir. That's a probiotic culture drink. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll drink kefir out the wazoo, mm-hmm. but like just just the stuff that poses as kombucha, but it's in clear bottles. What oh, what brand was it? It's the same Kavita stuff. Oh. Kavita has a line that's in clear bottles, not brown bottles. Oh, I like, know. Yep. What flavor yeah. did you get? The mojito? No, it's the blueberry pomegranate. I should have known mm-hmm. better. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But I can do kombucha. Turns out I can also do some of the apple cider tonics as well. But Oh, yeah. From Bragg's. Yeah. But anything mm-hmm. in a clear bottle not worth 350 yeah ladies and gentlemen i don't know why i keep coming back to that it's just (laughs) well it just kind of haunted me you know no i mean uh, i understand that absolutely yeah it wasn't beats and i wish it had been (laughs) i'm sure they i well we just started carrying a beet flavored kombucha called (laughs) heartbeat (laughs) interesting it makes me it just makes me want to cut down every tree in the world. Is there like a beet candy called diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there should be. That's a yeah, really good be. idea. Yeah. And it's just... just corn syrup and red dye until it's dark <laughs> enough to look like a beet. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's both a, a candy and a fake blood. <laughs> yeah right. true yeah, yeah. <laughs> used in hollywood every day do you want to get ants that's how you get ants <laughs> so you get ants uh... other berry <laughs> <laughs> so oh, your mm, you had another pick didn't you my oh. my tertiary pick yeah um which <laughs> which <laughs> immediately you know i i kind of i'm very indignant when i realize that i'm wrong about something oh Okay. Um, and so at the very moment that I realized that you were right, that my Gary Newman pick was off the same album that you were picking from, <laughs> uh-huh. I just I just immediately got silent and started looking for another song. <laughs> while while you were laughing about the situation, I... Uh, you're like, I, I got to show that I... <laughs> I just didn't want to be right, wrong. So... Uh, in doing so, I did find a, another song I wanted to share um, from a group that I'm also, I'm much like Gary Newman, very excited to hear from again. Um, mm-hmm. And that, of course, is Rise Against. And they uh, announced a new album coming out on June 9th um, called Wolves. Um and they have one song out from it right now called The Violence. Dancing on the crumbling 
could have come from pretty much any rise against album yeah and that's really. exactly what we want <laughs> because yeah, rise against does what they do so well and rise against is one of those bands that you just kind of as much as i want bands to to grow and expand and try new things and stuff like that i feel like if rise against were to put out a, an album that just massively departed from their normal sound i would actually be disappointed Mm-hmm. And I'd rather he did it under a different name with a different project or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm in your camp. It's very good to hear this version of Rise Against. Um, they're still angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this is anti-Trump. Anti. It's this, not. This it's not specifically like anti-Trump. It's it's questioning where we've allowed ourselves to get. Um, Which I think is good thing to question i mean that's something definitely trump supporters can get behind yeah like their whole thing is like things in washington have gone too far we need someone to come in shake it up you know drain the swamp or whatever it's like i feel like republicans could listen to this and be like yeah totally like how did we get here yeah (laughs) like but yeah the thing that would turn them off is that they're speaking out against violence Oh, mm. and that's that's where the turnoff is for for <laughs> for those folks uh, because they love they love the stuff. Um, We're just ensuring but... that we keep a very left audience. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, one day, one day when the Republican Party saves themselves, mm-hmm. that we Stops will we will com- be more we will be more of a middle ground, but. We have been constantly with promoting racist, sexist people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, the, uh, it is. It feels politically charged, although lacking the vocabulary to make it so. Um, yeah, but it does raise some very important questions about you know if if we really can stop all this this senseless violence. You know, or if it's just part of our, how we're part of our DNA. <laughs> um, yeah, hey. <laughs> bringing it back. Um, but mm. no, I mean, and that's not, that's not by any means a new question, but. No, no. You know, it's, the, it's all about timing with this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think this whole album is going to center around the same thing. I think in my mind, that's why it's called Wolves. Because mm-hmm. what do wolves do? They kill. Why mm-hmm. do wolves get in packs so they can kill more effectively? Like mm-hmm. it, it's like that is what they do. So, what do humans do? What's in our nature? Why do we get in groups? Is it just to be exclusive, or is it to go hunt, or is it to you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of feeds into our primal. What are we? What is this about? Have we advanced? Can we truly advance? It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I and I would rise against is one of those bands that i definitely trust with handling that that topic 
Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Because I, I think they, they do very well with that. Their sound is, is made for that, pretty much, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'd also trust a band that shares half the name of Rise Against um, against me. Yeah. Oh, I also, absolutely. I trust them with that as well. They should. They need to go on tour together and call it Rise Against Me. I completely agree. And keep the exclamation mark that Against yeah. Me has. Yeah. <sighs> who great. would open for who? I feel like Against Me would open for Rise Against, but... <laughs> yeah, technically. Yeah. Um, Just they didn't get nearly as much radio play. No. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But I think they, they both... They belong in the same group. Mm-hmm. But they both mm-hmm. do their own things so well. Yeah. <laughs> the Teenage Anarchist song. It's classic. Oh, that's so great, isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. It's that's something about favorites. anarchist punk bands. I, I I don't like believe or endorse anarchy. Like yeah. I think it's just kind of a silly dream. Yeah. And there's no way like it would last all of like one week before it'd be like, oh, okay, we need some sort of governing body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do like anarchist punk bands just because like they have so much conviction. Yeah. And I really oh, yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> they ooze conviction. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. <sighs> Man. I feel like we made it through all our songs now. I just want to ask you about root vegetables. Like is it root <laughs> vegetables season or something? Like why why did you why do you have all these root vegetables? I don't know. I just I've been trying to use them more often. Um just cuz they're not something I use very often. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm trying to kind of expand my my culinary world <laughs> uh so yeah i just i i just buy them at random and then with with no idea in mind and then <laughs> nice. i kind of figure it out on the fly which as my pizza will show um sometimes does not pan out that is so very many well. mistakes i was is... i have not been that grumpy in a very long time really I've, yeah wow. i was so not happy <laughs> after it really put you in a place huh yeah i just i don't like when my food doesn't turn out and especially when i'm hungry <laughs> oh man like that time we made it. those kale wraps <laughs> oh dude <laughs> that was my by far my largest <laughs> culinary disappointment of all time <laughs> kale wraps we just put oh, random God, I for- uh, what did we even put in those and then we tried to seal it up with a kale leaf and we put a toothpick through it it was the worst it was the worst you couldn't even like bite through the kale because kale's not meant to be eaten it's i can't remember what our reactions were either like if we were if we were both pissed or both thought it was funny i can't remember what the circumstance was i think we both thought it was funny but at the same time we were hungry yeah. So like we're just we're just like no, but seriously, when can we eat? We're like this is a funny situation, like haha, but like what are we gonna do about our hunger now? So, you know, you know what we should do is recreate that uh, when you come visit. I'll make kale wraps. <laughs> but like, get it right this time, or would we try yeah. to really reenact? No, it? just the same. Just don't cook the kale ahead of time. Or anything. Don't cook the kale. Don't cook anything inside of it. Just nope. hope that the kale will make a tiny oven that will perfectly cook four different types of vegetables. Oh, that so, was the worst, dude. It was so bad. 
That was so bad. Uh, it was almost. Look how far we've come. Uh, at my old job um, in Idaho, we mm-hmm. had uh, every Friday somebody. It would be somebody's duty to bring food for everybody. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, and one of my coworkers tried um, spaghetti in a crock pot. Oh. Spaghetti is not hard to make it in two separate. That is not. No, no. How much time is he really saving with? Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Okay. Spaghetti in the pot. It was just like tomato. It was gluten pie with tomato paste on top. <laughs> it it literally you could it when you tried to scoop it out to get uh-huh. some, it was like scooping into a creme brulee. Yeah, half of or pudding. You have to get the starches off of the pasta. That's why you drain the pasta water. Like it's <sighs> that is so upsetting. It was real that bad. Is so upsetting. He yeah. never lived that down. Um, that he heard about that at least a few times a week for the remainder of his career there. So, and the lesson that he learned, hopefully, is never try a recipe for the first time if you're cooking for a large group of people. Yeah. Never. Oh God. I had a similar thing. I had a bunch of people over. Uh, this is this is a long time ago. I had a bunch of people over uh, to for uh, I was gonna make homemade ravioli for everybody. <laughs> so I spent all day making yeah. ravioli, little raviolis, and had never cooked fresh pasta before. It takes like two minutes, if that. Yeah. yeah. I I checked the ravioli at 12 minutes oh shit <laughs> and when i went to check it i hadn't oh, really no. been watching it because i was socializing oh, and talking no. to everybody when i went to check it it was a just a giant disc of ravioli in the bottom it's too late did you put it all in at once yeah oh, oh my heart so i just for you. i just cut it into pieces and served it to everybody very begrudgingly did it taste okay it tasted fine, yeah. Okay, well, you know, could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> it wasn't starch bowl with tomato. Bowl. Yeah, it tasted better than than that. God, that was yeah. so bad. Fresh pasta, you only have to learn that lesson once. Once, it's, one time. Yeah. Yep. One time, and you will be watching that very closely. Yep. And yeah. always preheat your baking stone, folks. Yep. Always preheat it. Put down Use... flour cornstarch use rice flour or cornmeal very thoroughly cornmeal generously starch yeah cornstarch would be a little weird a little weird i don't think that would do much for non-stick no purposes. it might just soak into the dough which would make it kind of funny um <laughs> yeah lots of lots of snafus but that's part of being experimental that's part of like mm-hmm. never really following a recipe yeah yeah uh, recipes are just so demanding you know they're like, do yeah, this, you have to and measure this, and then do this. It's like, no, fuck you. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Half a teaspoon of salt, like who? Yeah, I, right. I feel like every time I'm standing over half a teaspoon and I'm pouring salt into it, I just feel like a dumbass. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just add some salt. Like, yeah. If it seems like there's salt not enough salt, add some more salt. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just bizarre, and that's yeah. Uh, 
that's part of the problem with like blue apron meals and stuff they're like here is everything you need in one package just do this exactly use these exact portions and yeah. have very little fun in the process and yeah it's better than not cooking at all i'd prefer people mm-hmm. cooking blue apron or hello fresh like definitely do it that's great if it gets you cooking absolutely but realize that once you've learned those fundamentals and you're comfortable cooking and you've made it a habit to branch out, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I ask. Just don't get stuck following the recipe card every single time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Should we end this Man, episode? Well, <laughs> I, I was actually just planning on cutting out the last 15 minutes and posting it as a separate episode. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of your food podcast yeah <laughs> yeah this is the pilot yeah <sighs> no this is fun though i like this i like that this is season two and we can do this we can do whatever the fuck we want man mm-hmm. and if anybody i realize i i apologize us us, yeah okay. i apologize i am the only reason that this podcast is labeled explicit <laughs> um <laughs> i just can't help myself you know it's 70 percent true <laughs> I definitely, I definitely still curse, but only because I know it's going to be explicit no matter what. So why? Yeah. Do- so why not? Why, why even not try use- to censor myself? Yeah. Yeah. Why not use a little pepper when you've got it right? <laughs> it is funny that I, Alyssa, and I have the only clean podcast on the <laughs> network, <laughs> which is surprising to me. Yeah. Well, and like, it takes a minute. <laughs> I feel like if if anybody, this group of people that are on Secret Weapon Productions would mm-hmm. have a few more clean podcasts because I don't, I, I've actually never met a few of them, but I just feel like but, they're a, a very wholesome group of people. Yeah, and they're creatives, I, they're writers, they have a wide breadth of vocabulary to choose from, you know, yeah. but. So I, I fit into this group like with 30%. <laughs> I'm like the I black sheep of the family. I think Alyssa might be the only person I'd describe as wholesome. Ah, maybe okay. okay, maybe Maya too. Mm, okay. I don't think she'd describe herself as wholesome though. Okay. Anyway. Well, yeah, a Dizzy Channel would would lead you to believe otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Which it's funny. is hilarious, by the way. I've I've actually I just listened to a couple of their latest episodes because <laughs> I was I've always been kind of curious where they've gone since you know, since oh. we've changed. Yeah, how yeah. how other uh, other secret weapon podcasts have changed, and <laughs> they've got it down, man. They yeah, they know what, exactly what they're doing, and it's it's a formula that works really well. Yeah, they're really good at finding the right level of buzz these days. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have. They don't try to do a three hour long episode and put a box of wine on your fucking desk. <laughs> And just refill it throughout the episode. <laughs> I think that the main thing that makes them so wise with their podcast is they edit out an entire three hour or like two hour chunk in the middle where they're watching the movie. Like uh, you never actually hear them watching the movie. And that's the part where they're like really getting it all out there. So then they come back and they've thought about it a little bit, you know, true. and they've kind of collected their thoughts, taken notes and stuff. So you don't have to hear all that messy in between part. Um, yeah. Where, so whereas we most of the time make our picks five minutes before the show starts. Yeah, yeah. There's we're we're not working off of any type of note. No. Um, I mean, we used to. We tried. Yeah, in the beginning, I had pages of notes for each episode. Yeah. And that sucked all the fun out of it. 
Well, yeah, because when you have pages and notes, you feel like you have to like get through it, you know. And mm-hmm. it, if somebody glazes over something, you're like, oh, but I really wanted to talk about this part of it. Yeah, yeah. that's how you end up with three-hour, four-hour recording sessions. Oh my god, yeah, the, oh, like geez. we're sitting in an hour right now, and we would be a third of the way through uh, a yeah. season one episode. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I'm glad we glad we changed that. It's good, man. It's good. It's a yeah. It's a good podcast. It's a good week. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, it's good weather. The bees are back, man. The bees. Yeah. Oh, the bees back. are back. There it is. Episode title. <laughs> now we're in. Yep. <laughs> I knew it was gonna rear its ugly head at some point. I thought it would be a bowl of bowl of gluten. Or something. Yeah. Gluten pie. Gluten bowl. Gluten pie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gluten mash. Gluten. He did the gluten mash. The gluten mash. <laughs> was a celiac smash the gluten smash <laughs> they were oh, sick enough flash the gluten smash <laughs> that's a very oh, scary song for people with celiacs yeah it's terrifying they have tuned <laughs> the glutens, out the gluten smash yeah <laughs> oh man um very very long outro and story short uh Check out other secret weapon podcasts. They are, <laughs> they have made equal leaps and bounds in production quality and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, Even twenty and, minutes of banter found out about noise gates. Turns out, yeah, I know yeah. they're still twenty minutes long, which I have no idea how they can even stand to do that much. But um, <laughs> hate it so much. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, keep uh, Clark. You mentioned last time when we were recording with Austin that you have a new project you're working on, maybe multiple new projects. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want to broach any sacred territory here, but no, um, I'm I'm doing. I, I'm planning on doing a podcast where I will be interviewing artists um, in the broad sense. Uh, so visual artists, like painters, graphic designers, also musical artists, uh, and I will be talking about their lives and their work through the lens of depression and anxiety (laughs) Mm. and how, yeah. And kind of how that has affected their work, influenced their work, maybe, um, you know, for the good and the bad, you know, some people Mm -hmm. are held back by their depression and anxiety until the exact moment that they learn to appreciate it for what it is, or just accept that it's part of who they are, you know, Mm -hmm. and they start being able to work within it and around it and it becomes almost an impetus for creation. So I want to capture people's stories. I feel like, you know, just from doing my preliminary preliminary research, there's a lot of stories out there and I feel mm-hmm. like it's relatable. You know, anyone who's creative and who has struggled with anxiety or depression or even just really bad writer's block, I, I think that they'll yeah. have something to, something to learn from it and something, you know, they'll find a bit of um, <clears throat> commiseration in listening to it. Uh, yeah, thing is, it's sure. going to take a while. I have a very polished, very, very specific sound that I'm looking for, and it requires mm-hmm. a lot of time and research and energy. I don't, I don't just want this to be like sit them down for an interview, take that footage, release it. I, w- I want to make it more of like a, a pretty polished package. Yeah. Um, yep. And I want to share really. I want to get to the core of it and make it so that people want to, you know, not only are the people I interviewed. They, they feel like their story was well represented and well told, but also the people can listen to it and find a little piece of themselves in that. Find so, solace in it for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's one. And the next is um, I want to do a YouTube channel of just me painting. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they would be edited, you know, to where it's like one piece that took me two days would be edited into like six minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. With some mm-hmm. with some good tunes behind it. So yeah, that's uh yeah yeah. So a lot of stuff that I want to do. It just requires time and energy and. Mm-hmm. My focus is going to be on the bees for a few weeks. It's going to be some long, overtime type weeks for a while. Yeah, so it, yeah, that's all right. That's yeah. where the money comes from. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's well, how that, I can buy that and new the, microphones. That and the podcast. That's true. Very lucrative podcasts. Yes, very lucrative. It's, Into the it's echo totally is funds itself. A cash cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's uh, and, that's what's uh, going on in the secret weapon world. What about? Yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I'm, I've kind of got the same sort of image for, for my podcast that I want to release, um, that I'm, I'm working on. Have recorded you did talk about few... that. We That is on the recent episode, right? That's The yeah. Secret's Out, right? Okay, good deal. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I believe so. I remember yeah. talking about it, so unless you edit it out, then... <laughs> no, I'll keep it in. I'm keeping okay. it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So yeah, I want to. Uh, I'm working on releasing a podcast about food and cooking, and um, trying to decide what angle to take and what sound I want. Mm. Turns out that's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, because I want it to. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as the the other podcast you want to do, where I want it to sound very nice and and very well put together. Not yeah. that Into the Echo doesn't, but Into the Echo is recorded, you know, conversationally. It's very informal. Um, yeah, the amount of editing is not... I mean, yeah, it does take time to edit, and we do pick stuff out and stuff. But for the most yeah. part, it's what you hear is what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, whereas when you're recording by yourself, you have ultimate creative power, and you can mm. make yourself sound like anything you want, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so I'm just trying to find that, find my stride. Um, but I, I, and also, you know, the focus of it, it started, started as a, I wanted to talk about different spices and like how different spices influence different types of cooking and how to use different spices and how to get mm-hmm. creative with them. Yeah. But that was a little too limiting, I think, um, because I'm excited to talk about anything food related. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might be more of just like a general kitchen talk, talking shop kind of thing, um, and have the potential for guests and all that, of course, but mostly make it my thing, you know. Um, yeah. Have, have, it not not include uh, not include music with a purpose, but uh, of course have it on there because I, it's an integral part of of my life. So. Yeah, definitely. And I like that. At the end of the day, we're you're kind of getting back we're kind of getting back to like our salt and fat roots <laughs> like yeah when we lived together and we would listen to salt and fat and what was that but two friends talking about stuff they cared about you know and now yeah, we're doing exactly. that and they would talk about food and just whatever inspired them for food that week and that's what you're going back to on your own so it's like yeah it's so funny it's so funny yeah i just, i do like i like that format and i feel like it fits a niche because there aren't a whole lot of things like that out there. There's the, uh, I, I hate to say it, but the God awful America's <laughs> test kitchen. Um, 
I just think it's so it's so annoying. It's we used so... to listen to that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think what ruined it for me. Here's what ruined it for me. Um, the, Chris Kimball leaving. No, there there was a there's like a TV show version of it. Oh yeah. That was so bad. It was, yeah. it was like those. It was like those, um, like when morning morning talk shows have chefs on. <laughs> it was. It looked like that. Like it was. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Chris Kimball, he tracks so much better over audio. It's, yeah. I mean, he's a nice enough guy, and they have their stuff together, but it just felt so like this is not where you belong in front of no, this camera. No, so contrived. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, when I went back to listen to that podcast that I normally really liked, all I could think mm-hmm. about was seeing him in like a talk show setting, and it was just <laughs> disheartening. That is, man, that's too bad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we should really get like... off this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about this in the after show. And, yeah, uh, so there s- may be... stay excited. <laughs> yeah. There may be more opportunities to hear some behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't know. See, as soon as the word Patreon comes around, it's always like, hmm, what if people wanted mm-hmm. to hear more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff? Who knows? Like, live, like, unedited raw cuts. Raw cuts like your raw potatoes on your pizza. <laughs> and with that, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to give yep. you a chance to defend yourself. Nope. <laughs> you can find I me on Twitter at Clark one. Hodges. <laughs> you can find it at the Echo at Echo Pod. Riley. You can find me at Wagon Halls R, which is take your best goddamn guess. You're probably going to find me. Mm. And at Raw Potato, if I can freaking register that name. I hate you. I hate you. Don't you